And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Not what we know, because we don't know shit. What we think. <laughs> David K. Montoya, S.A.D. Burbank Podcast. Or S.A.D. Burbank, David K. Montoya Podcast. <laughs> the game plan, yeah. The, uh, the show. Let's go make it up. Let's actually make some. And see, I came up with more. Not what we know, because we don't know shit. It's Monday night, so let's find out what the fuck we think. I'm David K. Montoya. And I am Miss Sadie Burbank. Holy hell, that actually hurt my head when I did that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh. I know you're really in pain. That's why, after I said, what the fuck, that's why there was a brief pause, because when I said fuck, my head was like, whoa. See, now that's... Uh, I'm not going to go there. I was going to say something, but I, I, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, because I don't really think that. Just to give the listeners a brief rundown, and this is something that you didn't know. I'm I'm actually hypoglycemic. I I didn't know that until you told me a little minute ago. A little minute ago. I have an issue with low blood sugar, but usually for the most part, I'm able to keep it under control Mm -hmm. just because of. You know, I, I always have something sweet in my hand. Yeah, like whether, a monster. Like a monster. Uh, and that does, you know, that that keeps the blood sugar up. What happened to Twinkies? They're coming back. Man, you have a Twinkie in your hand. You know, to be honest with you, to be You don't like to eat Twinkies. I'm not that big of a Twinkie fan. I'm not either, but hey, everybody else is. <laughs> the world was screeching to a halt because Twinkies were not going to be there anymore. So, no. But... Yeah, I told you what I think about it. Yeah. Eat every two hours. A little something. Have an apricot or a cookie or a piece of meat or cheese or something. And uh, I was just doing a little picking up, um, you know, because I had started and then I, I figured, well, let me just finish doing this before you guys came back. Mm. And, and I, you broke the mic stand. That didn't help. All I did was I was just tightening it up on the table. I didn't mean to say that. Like, you broke the mic stand. (laughs) Because you didn't really. And, in fact, it's not even really a mic stand. It's a stupid lamp thing. But it works like a mic stand. It wants to be one when it grows up. And it's okay because... And I have another one, so we're good. I was going to say, it's okay because it gives me an excuse to buy another one. I really want to buy one. You really want to buy another Yes. Well, in the meantime, I'll bring the other hoochie from home, and then we can... Okay. We can, uh, until you become solvent. Solvent. Ah. So anyway, you were talking about your your hypoglycemic condition. Right. And why, what the fuck hurt your head. You have a headache, is what you never got really said. Yes, I... I, From your hypoglycemia. Yes, and I can tell, at first... At first, I thought it was it was just because I got too hot, you know, moving around, cleaning. Yeah, because it is hotter than the hinges on the gates of Hades today. And the thing is also is I have my AC cranked all the way down to 70. Mm-hmm. And even with that, it's still like 77 in here. Yeah, but to me, that feels comfortable, but not for you. No. And I get that. I, you know, you're rev, you're, you rev up faster than I do, I guess. And at first... I, I literally was seeing stars. I, I had to stop what I was doing, and I sat down. And I thought, again, it was too, because I was hot. But then you said something about get something to eat. Lacey said something to get something to eat. I was like, okay, let me get something to eat. And probably about 10 bites into, I got, you know, I had a, a hoagie sandwich. Right. 
And about ten bites into it, I started feeling better. Yes, you said. And boy, do I feel better! It's amazing what food will do, huh? <laughs> and my headache is. It's, but you also had, in fairness, you had some monster. Yeah, I, I did also. have a monster. I cracked it open. Yes, um, I drank it. <laughs> it's right over there. Actually. Yes. Um, and for me, how I know it's sugar yeah. is because it's like the cap of my skull. That's where it's. Oh, the at. old sugar loaf. Yes. I'm sorry. And what the fuck does cap of your skull have to do with sugar reaction? When, okay. Doctor? When it's, my eyes are tired, yeah. it comes from the temples, uh-huh. right? If I'm stressed out, uh-huh. it comes from my shoulders. Uh-huh. Or if I'm sleeping, it comes from the headache. Oh, I thought the devil or something. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, I'm just listening. Yes. But with a sugar, sugar thing, headache, it comes from the back it, of your skull. Yeah, it feels like it's coming from located back really? here and going this way. I don't think I've ever been so in touch physically with my uh, source of... Uh, but then I don't have hypoglycemia or hypo-anything. I'm probably hyper or anything. Well, and I, I told you briefly about this, and I guess I'll go ahead and tell the story for the sure. listeners. Why not? I <laughs> was... <laughs> yes. Nobody died today. <laughs> nobody sent us emails. Nothing exciting happened this week. So our week. format is totally yeah. fucked. So here we go. <laughs> We're just going to wing it. Hope you like it. <clears throat> anyway. Um, it was 90... 96. So I was only... I was... I was what about, was the story it takes oh, place in oh, oh, I So I was, I was no no I was I was only nineteen. Ah, oh Jesus. And in ninety six you were nineteen? That's disgusting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Never mind the fact that I was fifty six years old. Just let it ride. Let it ride. Well, we didn't have a car back then. You know, because Lacey and I we got married really young and I felt the best opportunity for me to to grow up, to, to push myself past where I was at and, and kind of leave the starving artist behind because now I had a wife, was to move out to Arkansas where my biological father was. And the only thing that he has ever done for me to this day is he put money down to get us into an apartment. And he's like, here's an apartment. The rest is up to you. And I didn't even have a job. So to make a very long story short with that process, I ended up working in a nursing home, which was literally 10 miles across town. I did not have a car, so I would leave like three hours early and walk to the nursing home. Well, it was a summertime. That's a hell of a commute. Yes. A three-hour commute, bad enough, but when it's walking, well, when I that's got, a lot. Just to tell you what it was, when I came home to California, like a year or so later, I know I'm almost six foot two. Yes. I weighed 170 something pounds. Whoa, dude! Walking. All that walking. Walking. Yes. Yeah. Six-hour day walk. Yeah. Yeah, that would do it. And plus, you know, I'd walk up to the store to get groceries yeah. or walk to this store. I was and then walk while you were at work. Yes. Yeah. I was really fit, though. I mean, oh, yeah. You were <laughs> borderline dead, but fit as hell. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway. So, anyway, one of the nights, it was it was like in August, I believe. It was just Arkansas, humidity 115% plus the heat. Uh-huh. 
I remember I wasn't feeling too good, and so I woke up, got dressed, and left. Didn't eat, didn't drink, just got up and left. Oh, swell, for a three-hour walk. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I was working as a nursing assistant, so you're on your feet, you're constantly moving. And probably within two hours of me getting there, mm-hmm. I was working with a nurse and another aide. We were taking care of this really heavy patient. And all I remember is I felt my knees starting to buckle and I started shaking. And instinctively, now this is Arkansas, so they have the old metal bed rail gurney kind of beds. Instinctively, my hand shot out in front of me, grabbed on the rails. My, I didn't think, oh, I better grab this. It was literally my body reacting, mm-hmm. and my knee, knee started buckling, mm-hmm. buckled, and that was it. After, like, the fourth buckle, I was like, boom, on the ground. Well, Dr. Young, who is, how do I explain this? Hillbilly Quack. Okay. He's a doctor. He's a real doctor. But if you walked up to him and... Saw him, you would not think he's a doctor. He wears overalls, he has a beard down to his belly, you know, he has his hair pulled back into a ponytail, and he's like, great as hell. Gee, it sounds really clean and yes. nice. Yes. Um, he happened to be there because it he was. He tobacco stains down the beard, too. I see yes, that. I see yes, that on yes, I believe so. Either tobacco or possibly gravy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. Okay, continue. Um, I have a clear picture of him now. He was there, and he, he told somebody to get the glucometer and, and take my blood sugar. Now, the interesting thing about that is is there was LVNs there, and I remember no one knew how to use glucometer correctly. I remember that. Did the quack? He, he's the one who did. Oh, well, see, now, a quack doesn't mean... What do you think a quack means? A quack means a doctor that doesn't know anything about doctoring. Um... I could, we could do a whole show. He doesn't know anything about doctoring, but he does he, know how to he knows, do a He knows some things, but uh, okay. I uh, gotcha. maybe, you know, 40, 50 years ago when he got his MD license, he might have been up on what he knew mm. at the time, but 50 years later... He didn't stick with it. Right. Yeah. Okay. No, no, nothing current. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got you. All right. Continue. So they took my blood sugar, and on the glucometer... Anything over, what is it, 300, it says high. Anything less than 20 says low. He, it, it, read, it, it read low, low. which meant my blood sugar lower was, was lower than 20. Not consistent with life as we know it. And as I'm, I'm waking up, mind you, this doctor, which I came from California. I'm young. I'm still a kid at this point. And stupid. Yes. yes, yes, yes. I was very stupid. Less than educated. But I, I was more, more so used to California physicians, mm-hmm. professionalism. Mm-hmm. He looks at me and he's like, what the fuck you doing looking at me, boy? I'm like, what are you talking about? And he goes, you shouldn't be looking. You shouldn't even be living right now, boy. What? what what's your problem? I'm like, what are you talking about? I mean, instead of, you know, here in California, they would, you know, at least pull you into a corner. His to... bedside manner was lacking, is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> So, yeah. But I do have to give it to him. He was good enough. Well, he did diagnose your problem. You should have been dead. Yes. I mean, that, that part was true. He may not have 
gone about it the right way of telling you, but uh, yeah, he was 100% on that one. And, and I do have to say <laughs> that he was nice enough. He's the one who actually purchased the candy bars. Candy bars? Hell, he should have had you on a glucose drip. What do you mean, candy bars? Jesus. Remember I said 50, 50 yeah. years ago? Okay, yeah. that's where that kind of comes in play. Oh, my oh yeah, God. even after I, I, I had like three the cups orange of... orange juice? No, I was about to say three oh. cups of the orange juice with okay. the sugar. Okay. And I had like four Snickers bars. Once I started feeling kind of like myself, mm-hmm. I went back to work. Well, of course you did, you stupid shit. So that was the first of me learning that I, I was hypoglycemic. Mm. And well, I hate to say it, but that was when ninety six. Ninety six. Yeah. Almost. Let's see. What is that? Twenty years ago. Almost twenty years ago. Yeah. Okay. We haven't learned a hell of a lot because you still wouldn't did the same damn thing today. I'm boy, Greg, a monster. Yeah. Okay. I'm stubborn. I can't help it. You're not. Well, maybe you are stubborn. Like I said, any of our listeners who are hypoglycemic or hyperglycemic will tell you either one has the same issue, and that's blood sugar regulation. And the way we regulate our blood sugar children is we eat every two to three hours a little something. Right. It doesn't mean go to IHOP and have the Grand Slam. Oh, no, that's Denny's. But, you know, somewhere in between starving and porking out. Right. Eat a little piece of cheese, a little piece of fruit, have something. Well, after some chicken soup, a good heart. After, well, obviously, <laughs> that's you my know. Jewish mother impression. <laughs> uh, my apologies to all the Jewish moms out there. Obviously, you know, I got a car, I started driving myself, so you know that kind of well, that not kind yeah. of that took a lot. I would say that would be helpful. Right. Eating would have been helpful too. Right. I know you were down and out and poor. But fuck, you gotta eat. Tell you how down and out I was. I, I've I've been saving this story to to put it in for years. Well, now's the time. Um, for a very very long time, I hated heat. I'm just now, and this was almost 20 years ago. I'm just now starting to eat corn again. You ate corn? We were so poor at the time. That's all you ate. That's all. We uh, had yeah. was corn. I have a real good friend. In fact, um, Kelly's husband. We we used to buy him a number ten. You know, number ten can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to buy him a number ten can of corn for Christmas every now and then. Kid loved canned corn. Hi, Frankie. I don't know if he still has uh, has a thing for canned corn or not. But anyway, I digress. You had, you hated corn because that's all you could. That's all you could eat. That's what all, do you mean? That's, that's all, all we could afford. Oh, come on. Yeah. Other things cost the same amount of money as corn. You could have varied your miserable diet from corn to spinach or to green beans or something. How we, and Was it canned? It was canned corn. Yeah. And, and if I'm trying to Tomatoes. I'm trying to pull back to to when it was bread, but I, I believe that can was actually given to us. I, I think. Oh, look at that can last year. It was like a case of corn. Oh, a case of corn. Okay. Oh, well then, there that's different. So, all right, I got gotcha. you. So we we I'm literally sorry. for two weeks. It's not like we nice ate. to laugh at people's misery. Well, it's in the past. It's okay. <laughs> for two weeks, we ate nothing but corn. Yeah, I can I can see corn and water, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and if anybody's out there that knows me, no. <laughs> <laughs> Your husband 
uh, interesting bowel movements, yeah. to say the least. Yeah. Oh, my God. Little we speckles did. of corn every day. Oh, I can we, see it. And now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know why we just didn't quit smoking, because for that two weeks, we didn't drink soda. And you didn't we have any didn't have food, either, but by God, you smoked. No, we didn't oh. have cigarettes. Oh, you didn't? And surprise, I'm surprised. And now, you should have quit then. Yes, yeah, I don't know why. Two so, weeks into it. Yeah, as soon as we got money, we went out and got oh, soda yeah. and cigarettes. I get it. I totally get it. But literally, at that point, I we had donuts. Wow, well, I'm never that poor anymore. Thank God. But when I was, mm. that's that'd be my first thing. <laughs> Go get a donut. <laughs> oh, I get it. So, anyway, anyway, anyway. But the, so you came out of that. Yes, that was. That was your worst. Like I said, it's almost been twenty years, and I still, still like not, not a big corn fan. Well, we won't have corn on the top then. It has to be canned corn. I like corn on the top. Oh, it has to be canned corn that you won't eat. Right. Ah, I gotcha. Because it's, it talks backwards sometimes. <laughs> I understand. It's that tin. Flavor that kind of yeah, that like extra tinny flavor. Mm, my mouth's watering now. I especially like that with sardines and salmon. And, <laughs> no, I like sardines. Yeah, I know you do. You like fish. <laughs> I, I can't stand the thought of canned fish. It just black. Anyway. So taking that whole story. Um, yeah, we started on that for a reason. What was it? Right. Oh, because you had a headache when we were explaining your yeah. hypoglycemic state. And then you went back to Dr. Young. Young. Odd name for someone who it, it visually doesn't present that image at um, all. Let me see if I can get Lacey on mic here. Lacey, come here real fast. I, I need you on. I need you to verify. Just come in real fast. We need you. We need you. Do you need me or do you want me? Well, it's all the same, honey. Yes. Um, okay, I was telling Sadie about Dr. Young. Now, this is the same gentleman that, you know, checked your back out, too. Now, when me calling him a backwater hillbilly redneck be appropriate yes. in his description? Yes, because when you think of a doctor, you think of a gentleman who's clean cut. Clean, at least. Clean. Not, not, not with hair down to the middle of his back. And, and, and his, a beard. And his down to his uh, mm-hmm. mustache, beard, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And he said he was a quack. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, yeah. Okay. Because okay, I didn't have Arkansas twine. He didn't work on me. Well, hell, that's easy to pick up. I did pick Oh, it now up. we're going to lose all our Arkansas no. listeners. I loved Arkansas, but they can keep that humidity. Oh, yeah, you can have all my part of that. And, yeah, yeah. Well, plus, you know, Russo's in Arkansas. I've got friends in Arkansas, so it's nothing personal against Arkansas. It's just something against that doctor. Yeah. But, and, and that, not because he was from Arkansas, he could have been from Alaska. Right. And you still would have had the same hit off of him, which was, ew. Yes. Yeah, I so, get it. I get it. To kind of progress through time, I've always had issues with my blood sugar. Lacey has always been the one that has kind of regulated it for me. Uh-huh. Uh, and then after I left doing clinical work and got my desk job as a monitor technician, mm-hmm. that's when weight started come, kind of packing yeah, on. Yeah, I just weren't walking to right. work anymore for three hours. And, you know. And ever, walking at work. 
and since there was less ex- less activity, I was burning less. Well, that and I'm getting older, so my metabolism is starting to, to slow down, and it's, you know. Wait till you have the hysterectomy. <laughs> <laughs> then they'll tell you, hmm, now you're really good at packing on, honey. Yeah, that's that was always, what, you know, I look back over time, and I say, what were the inspirational moments in my life? I think that was one of them. Yeah. Sorry about your uterus. Now you're really going to pack it on. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, well, but the good news is, ha, 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 I don't have any more issues. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. There are, there are compensations. There are. Yes, I have to stick my head in the freezer every now and then. But I don't have to buy Tampax anymore. I was going to say, I stick my head in the freezer, I'm a male. There you go. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, men do go through menopause, too. Yes, they do. I hate to tell you this. Do you have that to look forward okay, to? Okay, in life. I am so sorry to be the one to tell you this, but men also enjoy a life's metabolic uh, transition into elderliness. Is that a nice way to say men go through menopause, too? <laughs> Yeah, they get cranky and bitchy, and then the plumbing won't work, and then this and that won't work, and then um, they have hot flashes, and they weep the hottest moments and things like that, just like we do. Interesting, because I'm yeah, and if they and if they say she's full of shit, we don't either. They're lying because yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Maybe not exactly all in the same way, but then the women don't all have menopause in the same way at the same time, at the same rate, even. So, yeah, I'm sorry, but you have that to look forward to. Well, hopefully uh-huh. hopefully it'll be slow. It'll be slow. <laughs> slow coming. Yeah. I love it. Maybe like as slow as snail mail. Yeah. Oh, snail mail. Since you mentioned snail mail, should we just walk right into that one? Yes, go ahead. Okay. The other day, I ordered something from a company that I order stuff from with <laughs> embarrassing regularity. And uh, one of the items that I received uh, was <laughs> it was actually a, like this bracelet uh, that is made so that you can untwist or twist off one end of it and thereby slip on little beads and things and then twist the thing back on and then you have a bracelet. Okay. Well... <laughs> Somebody got a little carried away with the glue, <laughs> and the little thing wouldn't twist off. And so I tried running it under water. I tried putting it in jewelry cleaner. I tried poking at it with a, a needle. I tried twisting it, and pretty soon I broke it because <laughs> it wouldn't come off. Fucking thing was glued on inappropriately, accidentally, or maybe even on purpose. Somebody's probably going, I remember the day I did that. <laughs> anyway, so I called the company and I said, I broke my bracelet because the damn thing wouldn't come off. And she said, oh, I'm sorry, and I'll send you another one. You send me the bad one back. And I said, okay. So I wrote a letter and I said, here's the bad bracelet. And I put, it was in a baggie already, a little plastic baggie. And so I put it in this uh, bubble wrap. Yes. Let me see if I can get the sound effect. See, here, sound effect for bubble wrap. This uh, is the very same bubble wrap. That's okay. a dick there. I know it is, huh? Yeah, that's the same kind of bracelet right there. Lacey the one and one in. twist is off and you can yeah. add to it. It does, indeed. That's the same thing. Go away, dog. Go away. Go away. 
This is it for you? Okay, so anyway, I put it in this bubble wrap. Hmm? Bubble wrap again, silent sound effects. Okay. <laughs> and then I put the bubble wrap in this, uh, what would you say, seven by eight and a half? Yeah. Five by eight and a half envelope, manila type envelope. And I addressed it and I weighed it. And it weighed three quarters of an ounce. I waited several times. I was certain of the weight. Right. So I put two stamps on it, one for the three-quarters of an ounce and another for the fact that the envelope wasn't a traditional, regular letter-sized envelope. Right. But it was, in fact, what did we say? It's women's uh, measurement would be six inches. A guy would say eight uh, by uh, about eight and a half. So six by eight and a half inch manila envelope. So I put another stamp on for that. So we got 90 cents on this sucker, right? Right. And I drop it in the mailbox. About four days later, the thing comes back and it's stamped post the return for, and, the, and somebody has written in, $1.15 additional postage when remailing cross out this notice or paste stamps over it. Paste stamps We've had peel and stick stamps for fucking five years now, and we're still writing, stamping something that says paste stamps on it. Well, anyway, the point isn't what the thing says. The point is that they wanted another dollar and fifteen cents for three quarters of an ounce. For three quarters of an ounce in a in a small Manila envelope, and I'm like, what the fuck are they thinking? They should be on our show. <laughs> I would like to have them on our show. So. <clears throat> I took it out of the uh, manila envelope, and I took it out of the your aforementioned bubble wrap. Yes. I left it in its own little bag that it came in, and I put it in a regular envelope along with the letter, put a stamp on it. One stamp. One of the stamps that I took off of this one, actually, because it hadn't been canceled yet. Right. And I sent it off. And they got it. No problem. No problem. So, what's the so, issue? Well, the issue is... Well, no, I said that wrong. Not what, not what is... Not what's my issue. Right. What's what, their issue. Yeah. I don't know. Anybody that works for the U.S. Postal System who knows what the problem is between mailing a three... And it weighed less than three quarters of an ounce, by the way, when I put it in the other envelope. I don't remember exactly what it weighed now. I think it weighed half an ounce. No. No, I think, maybe come to think of it, I think it did still weigh three quarters of an ounce. In any case, it certainly did not weigh any more. It's space inside your mailbox containers. It's what? The space of the envelope. They're going to charge you more because the envelope's a little bit bigger. In what container? You know, their mail containers when they put in the back of the Their male and female containers? That's <laughs> In the back of what? Your, their trucks, you mean? Yeah, they go to mail it? Mm-hmm. I'm being a smartass. Oh, okay. Because I, I so don't get that. Okay, well, anyway, whatever. Uh, and, and, and before we get a lot of email from employees of the U.S. Postal Service, I want to say I am not slamming you. Per se. Per se. 
I am slamming the system that created the response I got by mailing this thing or trying to mail it with twice as much postage as it really needed to get it to its destination. And now a word from our sponsors. Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18, but with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating, strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. But less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Robertsfield Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank, Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner is a manuscript of Burbank's adventurous and deadly experience during a time filled with sex, drugs, and murder. Now available in paperback and hardback. For more information, log into www.redhills.us. Are you looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart store. Now bigger, better, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell t-shirt or non-members can pick up one of our e-books for only $4.95. Or go into the past and relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger, better, better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart. Or find us on Facebook for extra savings. Do you own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one to two minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra 10 bucks, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. Contact our ad department at info at jazelmon.com. And I proved that by putting it in a different shape envelope. Right. And putting half the postage I had put on it and sent it and it went. And they got it. I know they got it because I got the credit from them. 
that they weren't going to give me until they got it. Right. So I know they got it. So <clears throat> I cheated the post office. Ha, 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 you. I didn't have to pay another dollar and 15 cents. But I, you know, I thought, at the time, I thought, well, it was stupid to put two stamps on there for something that weighs three quarters of an ounce. I thought, right. well, they'll piss and moan because it's an irregular-sized envelope. So I put another stamp on for their trouble. Now, I admit that with the plastic bubble wrap in there, it's sort of a fat package. Right. But, but still. Fat shouldn't matter. Don't discriminate against the fat. Just because it's fat doesn't mean it isn't cute. <laughs> okay? So, anyway, that's my piss and moan for the week about the U.S. Postal Service. And ha ha, I got away with it anyway. I'm goddamn go to help. I'm going to put a dollar and 15 cents on the top of 90. That's over two dollars for fuck's sakes. You to send that stupid, the bracelet didn't cost that much. I was going to say you go down to the UPS store and have it UPS. No, are you kidding? They'd want a 12.50 for a box. If we oh, don't get me started on that. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, you don't. Well, and if you, you don't No, but if you go to. Um, you go to a place that, that does, like, we mail and we UPS and we FedEx and we do it all. Yeah, they do. Bend over. Because it's going to cost you. I went I went to one of those places to send the box somewhere. And the kid said, that would be $12.75. I said, not on your tin type, it won't. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding? Probably went over then. Yeah, what tin type was. Y'all probably don't know what a tintype is either. Look it up. Google it. Tintype. T-I-N-T-Y-P-E. <clears throat> Anyhow, I said thank you very much, but I don't think so. See, I didn't really say what the fuck. <laughs> or not on your tintype either, but I wanted to. And I always say those things, but I never really say those things. But anyhow, uh, so I took it over to the actual UPS store. And that was, I don't know, 875 which was up fucking rageous anyway. Right. But I figured that's as little as it's going to get, right? And I told him, I said, I went over here, and the guy wanted $12. And he says, yeah, they get this. How do you think they make money? They're in business to make money, you know? So are we, but you cut out the middleman by coming here. Right. And he had a point that I had not considered. Or. Or. You go to UPS.com. And do a thing you where you sign up. Yeah, I know, I know. And then you get your box, you put it in front of your door, mm-hmm. you type in pick up date, mm-hmm. and they come by and pick it up for cheaper. For cheaper. Now, see, Postal Service kind of does the same thing, which we do like most of the time. Ernie will go online mm-hmm. and he, we've, got, we've got those if it fits it ships things. Yes, the priority. Yeah. yeah. And those are cool because you can you can cram anything in them. You can cram in. Long as it, yeah, long, long as it's silly. They don't care if it weighs 500 pounds. If you can get it in that box, it's going for 375. I like that. I think that's really cool. <clears throat> Makes it easy to ship bricks, you know, and just for fun, you know. <laughs> It'd be fun to take like 15 pounds of lead <laughs> and put it in one of those things and ship it for 375 and ship it to a post office. Oh my God, that would be so much fun. I love it. Well, anyway, uh, so there, I've had my rant and rave about the U.S. Postal Service. 
since nobody died today, uh, I did go online and I Googled something. And I happen to know that there's another, oh, it's not a monster. This is uh, another source of sugar. Good doctor, you know who. Okay. Um, I happened to notice when I was Googling something this morning, up in the left-hand corner, when they do something cute, right. Google will put a little picture of the cuteness they did for that day. And if you click on it, you can, and all you Googlers already know this, but if you're not a Googler, I'm here to tell you. If you click on it, then you go. To, it takes you to a big picture of it, and underneath there you can type in, what the fuck, and they'll tell you why they did right. that. So today they had this really cute picture. It's, I don't know what those things are. I, at first I thought they were flies, like for fishing. You know what they look like to me? No. Uh, they look like maybe cockroach legs. Oh yeah, bug legs. That's probably what they are because of the bug that's coming in the door. Okay. And there's an apple sitting on top of the leg of the L. Anyway, it was... Today's Google Doodle. That's what they call them, Google Doodles. Mm -hmm. I think they have like a whole department. Dedicated? Yeah. Yeah, there are people that sit and think up doodles for Google. Talk about the best job in the world. I could do that. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever researched, or any big on this, have you ever researched working at Google? No. They have, I could call him and ask him to be accurate. I think 17 different places to eat there. Really? Man, managed and, and overseen by chefs. Actual chefs, chefs. Actual chef, chefs. Not hash slingers, right. chefs, okay? 17 different cuisines. And this is in the compound of Google. And it's free. Really? Want to go to lunch at Google sometime? Yeah, for real. Yes, me too. What a job, huh? And then you get to sit around and dream up Google Doodles for, he, a, for a living. Oh, wait, where were we when they handed out these jobs? I was going to say, and I can we're draw. We're in the hospital working our asses off, yeah. walking three hours to work and walking home again. Yeah, and you can draw. I can't draw flies on a hot day. I wouldn't make a decent road until I can't draw. <laughs> but, uh... But I can write, so there you go. Can't all do everything. Anyway. Oh, speaking of write, real fast. Oh, yes, yes. Um, let's just give the listeners a little taste oh. of what we were talking about. Oh. In the near future, mm -hmm. there's going to be a Red Hills Green Vines and Dried Monkey Meat. For dinner. Yes, for dinner. Uh, audio Yes, there is. And it's going to be narrated by none other than... As Sadie Burbank herself. So keep your ears open for that. Yeah. Okay. It's going to be good. Go ahead. I hope. Okay. Today's Google Doodle is a tribute to Franz Kafka's The Metamorphosis. I think I've read that. Today celebrates a man who didn't see much to celebrate during his short life. Today, July 3rd, 2013, would have been the 130th birthday of the literary titan and eternal pessimist, Frank Kafka. Doodle pays, the Doodle pays homage to The Metamorphosis, one of Kafka's best-remembered novellas. 
The dark piece features a traveling salesman who has the unfortunate and unexplained fate of turning into some sort of giant bug. Now, they give the German term for monstrous venom, vermin, I'm sorry, monstrous vermin, but I don't do German. I can, if it's Spanish, I'm there. I'm all over. But, nah, I can't, I'm sorry. I would just murder it beyond hope. Anyway. Too many. <laughs> yeah, a lot of hoover Uh In any case, the uh, translation is monstrous vermin. This is uh, what this guy turned into. The drawing above, which is the today's Google Doodle. And I'm pretty sure we'll be able, we can probably put a picture of that up on. Sure, I'm sure we can. You're so good at stuff like that. Uh, it takes, it shows a liar's take on Kafka's absurdist work, portraying a cockroach coming home from a day at work. The doodle even includes a nod to the plot by including a small sepia-toned apple referring to the apples that the poor salesman's father threw at him when he found his son transformed into the creepy crawler. I don't believe I've ever read this work. I want to say that I've read it. I want to say I did, but I don't think I ever did. I, it must have come during my other, otherwise dark period, and I was already too dark or something. I'm not real sure right. why I never did. But Maybe I'll look at it because it, it's a novella, right? Yes, it's what it says. So novella is probably nothing more than 200 pages. So it should be an easy read. I was going to say maybe we find that... Amazon for... He's been translated into 40 different languages. I'm pretty sure you can find one in English. Oh, yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, the Prague native and tormented soul has since been hailed as one of the greatest literary giants, especially for his contributions to existentialism. If you have to, please do look that word up. It's important to you. Go ahead and give him the spelling. E-X-I-S-T-E-N-T-I-A-L-I-S-M. Existentialism. Find it. Learn it. Use it. It's a good word. While his body of work also including the trial and the castle doesn't make cozy bedtime reading, with its overtones of alienation and grotesqueness, it's contributed to the timeless collection of literature that forces us to question the human condition. Quote, one of the first signs of the beginning of understanding is the wish to die, unquote. Kafka once wrote this in the Blue Octavo, or Octavo, Notebooks. Kind of like Klingon. Tuberculosis granted his wish at the young age of 40. That is sad. Well, it sounds like maybe he was glad. I don't know. It doesn't go into a lot of detail as to why he was so tormented. Uh, But obviously, life just wasn't a thrill for him. I don't know. I don't you know, know. The funny thing is, is I, and I try to understand people like that because I know there's there's plenty of them like that in the world. But for me, if there's something that I don't like and it festers at me, 
I do my damnedest to change it. Well, and it sounds like he was on the right road because he was a big contributor to existentialism. Right. Ew. So I don't know. I don't get it. But in any case, uh, maybe I would if I read, learn. Yeah, there you go. Oh, a little education. Never and what was his name one more time before you put it on? Franz Kafka. K-A-F-K-A. Interesting. Franz with a Z. Franz. Franz. They probably called him Frankie. Here's a question for you. Since yes. we're talking about literature, yes. did you read my new story? Which one? The one that you read there? That one? It's no, no. It's called The Leftovers. I actually put up a post on Twitter and Facebook. I wrote a new story and I put it up free on the Jaisalmon publication site. When did you put it on Facebook? Uh, last week. I saw it not. Really? And I never tweet or twit. That's true. I, I'm a Twitter, but I don't tweet. Or I tweeter and I don't twit. I forgot what it is. But in any case, I don't. Uh, but I, um, I Facebook, like, regularly. Yeah. I don't remember seeing it. So we took a little break so Sadie could read it. Right. And what do you think? I liked it. It was. Uh, it's got a lot of good humor in it. Uh, it's, uh, it's a totally different take on the zombie thing. Which, after all these years, you wouldn't think anybody could come up with, but you have, and I like that. Um, it's has a it's moments of poignancy. Uh, I I see you as the storyteller because I know you wrote it. Right. Uh, so it's hard for me to think of it as being anybody else but you. But in that, I see. Um, nothing unexpected in the story because I know you. Right. So I think it, it's it's if you want to know Dave Montoya read this story and you'll get to know him better because you're all over in that thing. Really? You think it? Oh yeah. It's you all over. See because and, and we talked about the story before I even sat down and, and wrote it yeah. and came up yeah. with a plot list. Yeah. I said I kind of have this idea and just the other night there was nothing for me to do Kids were asleep, Lacey was asleep, and I just found myself packing away at the yeah. keyboard. Yeah, it's excuse me, I'm going to yawn. I think it's a lack of oxygen in my system. It certainly isn't the hour. What is it? No, it's not the hour. No. It's just me. Uh, no, it's, it's like I said, I hear your voice when I read the words. Um, it's you. And without giving the, the ending away, what did you think about what the significance of the story that's being told. Because I, I think for me as the writer, I'm telling a story, you know, that actually has a theme behind it. Yeah. More so yeah. than just the zombies. Well, let's see. How can I answer that uh, without giving away the ending? If the reader were to imagine his or herself in that same position, let me see. It's, it's a, a logical transition from the beginning to the end that it, it makes the, the situation, mm-hmm. the context in which it's written, seem normal. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. okay. And that, that's why I'm smirking because you, you got it. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is, is if you read a lot of modern literature, 
for some reason, and this is just my interpretation of modern literature, there's no theme, underlying theme to stories anymore. It's just a story, a flat story. A vehicle to right. sell books or movies or whatever. And it's kind of like some of the movies don't really have much going for them either. Right. They're just kind of just telling you. Just a vehicle you. for somebody to make noise or yeah. scare you or do something. But for me, as a writer, and I don't know exactly where I picked this up as a writer, but it's always been important to me to not only tell the story, but there's always something... What am I trying to communicate? What is the theme? What is the message, the overall message in the story? Everything that I write has that. And even though that's just a quick little story, it even has something in there, too. And if most of the people probably go, I don't, right now I think we're getting more hits off of Stitcher and iTunes. But if you go to jasonwan.com, it's going to pop up, and you have the pick to go to the publishing. You can go to the publishing, or you can go to the Jason Wadcast. Click on the publishing. You'll see it. It's called The Leftovers, and it's completely free. And it, it's a good read, and it took me, what, five minutes? Yeah. Maybe? And I'm not all that fast a reader. But, no, it, it's... it's um, it was like hop skipping across a creek on the rocks from, and the rocks were the, the humorous points through the story. Because there's a lot of humor in it, I think. Um, not guffaw type humor. Right, right. Just smiling to myself kind of stuff. Um, and like I said, at the end, it all felt normal. It's, at, the, at first, you think, that's not normal. <laughs> you know? right. But by the time you're done, it's all normal. It's all the way it's, of course, cool. you know. Yeah. It's good. I like it. Cool. I, that's, as a writer, as a peer, you know, I look for, you know, the comments from you and others. Just because I'm so engrossed in other types of writing, I'm you know engrossed in the podcast. I don't sit down and I don't write the short stories like I used to. Yeah. And yeah. I don't. It, and it is one of those skills that you. You know, it's damn tempting too because I found myself thinking about something. I don't remember now what it was. The other day, and I thought, that'd make a great short story. Um, Speaking of short stories. Yes. Um. You gave me an email. Yeah. Somebody's going to be published here pretty soon yeah. as part of an anthology. Would yes. you like to talk about it? Yes. Yes. Alan Russo is uh, going to come out with an anthology. On, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't want to misspeak the overall theme mm-hmm. of it, uh, but I think it's like weirdness in general. And I have a short story called The Haunting of Mikhail Zotkin. And I submitted it to uh, Alan, and he accepted it, and it would be part of the anthology. So I'm very proud of that. Um, speaking of, of Russo, I don't know if Russo is listening to this, but if Russo, if you're listening to this, give me a call. I, I, I've, not, I've literally not talked to him since he left. Since he left. Maybe he's been busy being happy. Let's hope. Yes. That's all. So, I know he's busy because he's doing this uh, anth- anthology thing, so that may be taking up a bunch of the time 
then he's doing things too. Because as far as I know, he announced it, and I just put it out there as a joke. I said, "Are, are you wanting me to produce this?" You know, because he hasn't said mm-hmm. anything. And then he wrote back and he said, "Let's co-produce it." I'm like, okay, and that's the last time I've heard the book. Okay. And that was well, all. Well, and then I asked you if you thought, because you'd read uh, The Haunting. Yeah, that uh, went up on the World of Myth. Yeah. Yes. And so I asked you, should I submit that to him? Because I wasn't really exactly sure uh, size of story-wise and, and everything else. I wasn't sure if that was sort of what he was looking for or not. Right. And you said, yeah, send it in. So... And I had, uh, I prefaced it with a little note in the email, and I said, if, if the format for this isn't right, let me know. I'll have Dick work on it, because I always give him everything, and he fixes the format <laughs> for me, because I don't know shit about format. Uh, but apparently it was okay, because he just said it was accepted. And, yeah, so I think that's cool. Yeah. I'll have to drop in the email. Well, congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's, it's always exciting to to have friends that are coming out. And, you know, you're going to have something else now in a published. So your resume. It's up by one. It's up by one, yes. Yeah, well. And that's very cool. And, well, what got you started on that was me saying that it's tempting to do short stories. You know, I'm supposed, supposed to be working on Convict. Uh, I have been doing everything but that lately, including working on my jewelry and stuff like that that I do. Um, but I, ha- I really have to get back to it because I really want to get back to it and get it done. It's like it's like a weight hanging over my head now. I want to get it going again because I know once I get into it, I'll have fun doing it, and then you know, then it won't feel that way. But it is so tempting uh, because th- thoughts come into my head. I'm sure just as they do for you. And I think, God, that'd be a great short story. I should write that, you know. And, yes. and I'll almost sit down and do it, and I'll go, no. If you're going to write anything, write convict. Right. Work on that. Get that done first. Uh, but I do I do find myself going there a lot. Well, again, and this isn't an intentional plug for your audio book, but I am <laughs> so looking forward to putting that together. I It'll think... be fun. It'll be fun, yeah. I'll, I'll be happy to do it, too. I, you know. Like I told you, I, I've done that before. I've, I've read to take uh, three science books, as right. a matter of fact, biology, anatomy, and chemistry. That was a real labor of love. Well, maybe we can take this extra room, and maybe Lacey will let us do it, just convert it, and I can go buy some, um, what is that, crate? egg crate? Mm-hmm. Put some acrid crane up on the walls, bring the desk in there, bring the mic in there so you can have crystal clear, mm. you know. Interesting, yeah, because up. what the hell did I do? I did it at the college. Um, I think I just did it with a tape recorder in a quiet room, you know, budget, budgetary constraints, right. as it were, at the community college. Unfortunately, because we're going to be selling these products. Yeah, we do want it to be more professional. You're right. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And guess what? We're done. I was going to say, we survived this week. We did. And we survived this show. Considering the fact we didn't really have anything planned... But then we really never do have any. No. Well, we don't. You sometimes have something planned. Well, I never know what's coming. I got up this morning. I checked my email. I checked Jay's email. email. There's no. And it wasn't I'm any. like, come on, guys. Not a word. Um, I'm not. not a, we hate you. We love you. Not I'm expecting 
next week's. Uh, not not our next week, but uh, their next week. their next week. I'm expecting emails to come in. What did we talk about? That is with Lacey. That is when you and Lacey sat down at the show. Ah. Um, and I, I'm trying to work her in. That's something else that I want to do. Is I would I would love to do a podcast with her about what she and I were sitting here talking about when you said that. That would be fun. And I, I think hilarious. that would go over really well. <laughs> hilarious. Um, she's she's warming up to you. And I to her. And we becoming good buds. Yes. Yes. And I, I think that you guys would be a fantastic pair Ooh. or a fantastic match to yeah. do a podcast. Yeah. Well, we think alike, she and I, and and, uh, and we're comfortable enough with our friendship that we can pretty much say it like it is and not worry about, oh, my God, did I insult her or right. whatever, right. You know, which is a, a comfortable thing to have in a friendship. That's nice. So so we'll see what happens. But, yeah, next week is the the psychics and the spirits and, and all that, which you guys talked about. I... I was actually out running oh, after the kid. I mean, I brought you guys in. You know, I said what we think. Right. But then, for the majority of the show, I was out chasing the kid. And you two were talking. Yes. And I, I went back and listened to it, and it was a fantastic episode. Oh, cool. Cool. Well, I hope the listeners think so, too. So, I think we'll get emails there. Hopefully, some son of a bitch is going to croak this week. I'm Well, yeah, there's always that possibility. Somebody... Famous. We all know a lot yeah. of people that died uh, that aren't famous. Yeah, because not that that should matter. But in any case, well, I need content. I'm hoping. <laughs> I know. I'm hoping that. Uh, well, maybe we should change it from famous people that died to anybody that died. I don't know. I'm hoping that we'll hear some some responses from the asshole drivers out there that I have said. Please tell me what's going on in your head. When you drive like an idiot, because I really want to understand. That episode hasn't gone up yet. It hasn't yet. Well, that's that why point. we haven't heard from them yet. Yes. Get that one out there, because I really want to hear from them. I'm hoping that will generally generate a lot of email, because I suspect <clears throat> that some of you may be among our listeners, and I really would like to know what the fuck you think. Yes. I love that fact. That's mm-hmm. great. All right, kids, that's it for this week. I'm David K. Montoya. And I am S. Sandy Burbank. And you heard what we think, so now you know. Good night. Good night. Not what we know, because we don't know shit. What we think. (laughs) (laughs) David K. Montoya, S. Sandy Burbank Podcast. Or S. Sandy Burbank, David K. Montoya Podcast. (laughs) The game plan, yeah. The, uh... The show. And see, I came up with more. Not what we know, because we don't know shit.